Bibles. Remain standing, please. Turn to Genesis chapter 13. Genesis chapter 13. Once you've found that, hold your place there. Once you've found Genesis 13, hold your place and turn to Romans chapter 1. If you haven't picked your Bible up this week, you probably still have Romans 1 marked from last Sunday. Yes. Romans chapter 1, where we'll begin, then we'll be flipping to Genesis chapter 13. I'll go ahead and begin reading Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Genesis chapter 13. Verse number five. And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Drop down to verse nine. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. Verse 11. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. Verse 14. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you, God, for your goodness this morning. Thank you for the beautiful day you've given us once again to come out to thy house, God. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning, God. And Lord, we pray now, Lord, help us, Lord, to open up our hearts, our minds, and ears, and be attentive and focused upon thee and on the preaching of thy word this morning that we might receive that that you have for us here today, God. Lord, we ask for your anointing upon our pastor, Lord, that you would just uh, anoint him afresh and help him as he stands this morning, Lord, to... To, to, to preach and to say the very words you would say standing here before us here today, God. And Lord, may you do so with thy power and with thy conviction, dear God. Lord, that we might receive it gladly and apply it to our hearts. Lord, that your work would be done in our hearts and lives. And God, will give you the glory and honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. It is good to have Daniel Benfield with us here today. We appreciate him being here so very, very much. And... Uh, uh, as our guest, thank you for being here so very much today. All right, good to have you here as well. Last Sunday morning, we began a journey. The Roman writer said, For therein is the righteousness or the rightness of God revealed from faith to Faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So we begin this thought of going from faith to faith. Hebrew writers said that without faith it is impossible to please God. 
For we must believe that he is and reward them that diligently seek him. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. We looked as God came to the what we would call today the father of faith. And that would be Abram. And the Lord said in, in Abram in chapter 12, in verse number 1, He said, Abram, I want you to leave your country. I want you to leave your family. He said, and I'm going to take you to a land that I have especially just for you. And the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. Then he gave him a promise. He said, I'll make you a great nation. He said, I'll bless you. I'll make your name great. He said, I'll bless them that bless you and I'll curse them that curse you. But that day, Abram failed the test. He didn't leave all them crazy kinfolk at home. He brought Lot with him. And as a matter of fact, he failed the test. We watched as he journeyed last week. Here he comes. Down the road, he's got Miss Sarah with him. And he's got Lot in tow. And all of a sudden, they come to a famine a need, a lack, uh, a, a, a famine, a shortage, if you will. And he begins to look and fear takes over. And he looks at his family and, and we looked last week how that he'd had God's word, but down in, the, in Egypt there was some food. And Egypt said, I'll throw in some fun. We watched as he started that journey. To our amazement, he looked at Sarah and said, Now, Sarah, you know they'll kill me. So, Sarah, I want you to lie and tell them you're my sister. Well, it wasn't a whole lie. He's a half lie. She was his half-sister. But don't miss this. So it was half true. Half truth is a whole lie, no matter how you slice it. And we found his selfishness walk led this away. Isn't it amazing how selfish we can sacrifice even those in our own family? He literally, literally put Sarah in danger because Pharaoh did want her and did desire. All of a sudden, Pharaoh gave him all this, all these herds and cattle and stuff. And then God had to intervene, and literally, this Pharaoh rebuked this great man of God. It's a shame when the world has to rebuke us for our life and what we're doing and how we're living. And so, the Pharaoh says, "Hey, man." Get your stuff and get out. You need a shame. When you're not right with God, even the world don't want you around. You don't fit in anywhere. He said, get out. So here he comes. 
here he comes. And he gets back over here in this place where he should have been. Now, he's done failed the first test. He's failed the second test. So now he comes to the third test. This morning with the help of God, I want to preach on passing the test of faith. Passing the test of faith. All you teachers will like this sermon, I I promise you. Amen. Passing the test of faith. I need to warn you though, God has never been like our public school system. Regardless if you are 25 years old and you're in the first grade and your knees don't fit under the desk and you look funny, you're really big in the class. God will leave you there till you pass the test. He won't just pass you on. He always makes you go through the test. This morning, with the help of God, we've got to pass the test of faith. You say, well, I don't want to. I hate tests. I hate them in school and I hate them now. But you know what? God said, there'll be no faith without a test. God will not for you, for me, or anyone else ever give you faith that he will not test. And it's not that he knows. There's never been a teacher that gave a test to you so you could, so she could find out what she knew or he knew. They give the test to find out what you know. And do you know it? I got a hunch. There's a whole lot of God's people. They take the test and they keep flunking it because they just don't know some things yet. We find passing this test. So he's been here. He's done flunked it twice. And now he's back over here. First thing God does because he's got to pass the test. Number one, God brings a conflict into his life. The Bible says that Abraham and Lot both came out of Egypt, and I want you to know they were wealthy. They were rich. I mean, they, they, had, they had herds. They had all this. They had all of this stuff. And immediately when they got over here, that substance that they had gotten down there become a conflict here. You'll find all of a sudden it become herdsmen started fighting for one another. They were nomads. They were traveling nomads. And they were always on the search for, for grazing land and, and grass for their, for their cows. To, to, and there was always a competition for the land. And so all of a sudden the conflict came because of the substance they had gotten while they was down there in Egypt. 
It is unchallenged. The heartache and the conflict that the world's stuff has brought to families. Preacher, that didn't happen to mine. You ain't had nobody to die yet. Wait till somebody dies that's got a little bit of money or some stuff. And you've never seen people that are family, that's supposed to love one another, supposed to be family, I mean, get meaner than hell itself over stuff. My mom gave me that shotgun and bless God, I'm going to have it if i got to kill somebody for it. I've been in hospital rooms where they've actually fought before the body got cold and still. Find all of a sudden the substance, substance brought great conflict here. Act substance. The Bible says, the Bible says. Now, let me make two statements here so some of you don't get sideways on me. Number one, wealth and riches in themselves is not wrong or bad. Within themselves, they are not wrong or they are not bad. It is this. It is the priority and the trust we place in them. For the love of money, not money, for the love of money is the root of all evil. All of it, which while some coveted after, have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Wealth can either be a blessing or it can be a curse to you. Both these men, as we see the tale of these two men being told, both of them had great wealth, but one is going to be a curse and one is going to be a blessing. I've known some men that were very, very wealthy and they used that wealth to help others and serve the kingdom of God. And it's amazing to me, no matter what they did, God just done more. And, and these men will live their life realizing they've done so much because some men are gifted at making money. I've come to the conclusion if I bought a brand new Mercedes that gave $100,000 for it, I couldn't sell it for $100. I could give it away. I'm good at giving away. Substance brought conflict. Substance brought conflict. That conflict led to strife. It led to strife. It led to division. And Substance led to the strife. And the Bible says, and there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's and cattle and herdsmen of Lot's. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, between my herdsmen and thy herdsmen. And I love this, for we be brethren. Folks, 
If we can't get along here, what are we going to do for eternity? Bless God, I don't like him. I don't like her. I don't like why you, if both of you, what are you going to do? God's going to put you right beside one another in heaven. <laughs> Praise God. All of a sudden, that substance, substance led to strive. And notice, all of a sudden, that substance led to separation. I love this. Abram's being tested. He's coming to the test. And all of a sudden, Abram looks to Lot. And he says, well, I need my Lot back. Amen. Now, Lot, we've been brethren. I love this. He didn't say we're family. He didn't say, you're my nephew and I'm your uncle. He didn't say, he said, we be brethren. Lots of saved men. And that relationship takes precedence over the other. He said, we be brethren. So he said, I'll tell you what, do, Lot. He said, we're just not going to do this. He said, I'll tell you what you do, Lot. If you want to go that way, I'll go that way. Lot, you want to go that way, I'll go that way. Lot, you... Choose. Stop right there. Stop. Time out. Time out. Abraham did not have to give Lot a voice at all. God had never, God had never gave anything to Lot. God gave it to Abram. God's talking to Abram. God's addressing Abram. He doesn't have to give Lot nothing. Here's what he's doing. He's surrendering his position and his pride. Hang on. Hang on. And he's saying, now Lot, you just choose. Which way you want to, but son, you, you just choose whichever way you want to go. That, that's what I'm going to do. And the Bible says that Lot chose the well-watered plains. Number one, let me stop here and just say this. I don't like this. I, I, I don't get no joy out of this. I have wept over this. But if you choose a walk of faith, if you choose a walk of faith, there's going to be some people that God's going to separate you from. Just going to. really need to be transparent here. Even at the danger of being misunderstood, and I'm, I'm sure I probably will. It is so much in my heart to want this walk of faith. And I've watched as God has 
separated a lot of things in the last year and a half. And I found myself scratching my head. And I'm honest. I'm looking for some men that are willing to come up beside of me. That I can look over that desire a walk of faith. Because a whole lot are walking by sight and not by faith. Number one, number one, conflict. All right, you can be seated for just a minute. Thank you. Conflict. So God said, something's got to separate here. So all of a sudden, he's left here. Now the conflict led to a choice. And both of these men were given a choice. And Lot chose some things. You'll find that in the midst of this separation, that Lot made a choice. Behold it. There's something else here. I didn't know if you saw it or not. But we need to see it. It's in verse 7. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle. And notice, and the Canaanite and the parasites dwelled then in the land. This conflict was on full display for a lost, in front of these lost people. Do you understand? That a lost people are watching your life. And when there's conflict, when there's conflict, they're looking to see what you really have. I love this story. I love it. There's two ladies. And they was Christian ladies, or both they said. But they fall like cats and dogs. One always wanted the window open. The other always wanted it shut. One said, I'm going to suffocate in here. And the other said, I'm going to die cold. Finally, a, a wicked, corrupt man come up and he said, well, I'll tell you what we ought to do. Let's leave the window closed till one of you dies of suffocation. Then open the window till the other dies of pneumonia. And then we can have some peace in this office. Whoa. Jesus prayed. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through thy word, that they may be one, as thou, Father, art in me. And I in thee. God said, I want you to be one. Number one, conflict led to a choice. I love this. The believer, the one walking by faith, he sought resolve. Abram could have said, now, Lot, this is my land. this is my show. Lot, this is me. I'm telling this is what you're going to do. But you know, he didn't do that. He said, let's, let's seek a resolve here. He, he said, listen. He said, a life of faith involves living with brothers and sisters in Christ. Sometimes so. That contention, Acts 15, 30, and the contention was so sharp. And this is between two, between Paul and Barnabas, the best Christians of their day. And yet the Bible says that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark 
believers should seek unity. We always should seek unity. But when it comes down to a choice, don't miss this. Lot chose a place. Lot was given the choice, and he looked up and he saw the whale-watered plains of, of, of the Jordan. And he chose a place. And not only did he choose a place, but he chose a plan. My cattle can get real fat down there. I mean, I can, they can produce and they, they can grow fat. I can sell them. I mean, hamburgers is a coming right there. I make money. So he's looking this way for a place and a plan for his life. Guess what? Lot are doing like Lot. They're looking, they're looking this way for a place and the world's plan. It all comes down to a choice. I can hear him. I can hear him. Well, so I get to choose? Yeah, you, you just, wherever, wherever you want to go, I'm going the opposite direction. Okay, man, whew, look at them. Look at that grass. Man. My cattle do good down through there. He said, and by the way, Uncle Abe, he's going to seed on this Christianity thing. You're not going to believe this. He built an altar over there. And he, he expected us to pray every day. My God. Going to seed on this thing. My God, Uncle Abe. <laughs> My soul. Get, get, let me tell you how bad it is. Let me tell you how bad it is. Uncle Abe, he thought we had to be in church every time the doors open. What is wrong with him? Don't he know? We and I, we have some fun. This just about done me in. I about died on this. He had the audacity to line up my cows. And when they went through the gate, Hang on. You ain't going to believe what he done. You're not going to believe this. But when the first one come through, he said, now, Lot, that's the Lord. Lord who? Huh? What? Don't you understand? I need that cow to pay my, my light bill and water bill next week. You don't know I need that cow. I can't have no fun down here if he takes my cow. 
Can you believe that? I told you, son, Uncle Abe is gone off the deep end with this thing of Christianity. But I tell you one thing, hallelujah, he gave me a choice. And boy, when he gave me a choice, I said, Woo! hallelujah, I'm going this way as fast as I can. That's what I'm going to do. After all, that stupid old man over there, you know, have you seen what he took? Rocks, mountain, desert, ain't nothing over there. Man, I'll tell you one thing. I, I, I got him. I got him. And he said, I got a plan. I got a plan down here. He said, man, I'm going to raise me some cattle. So the Bible says he pitched his tent towards Sodom. He swapped. Though full alone. He said, man, this, this cow business is hard work. I just don't know. You know, I think I'll just move into me a townhouse in Sodom. Because he got to sell all of his cattle now. But they're going to bring top dollar. So he moves in to the townhouse. And then he said, you know, I think I'll run for office. They need somebody around here. So he runs. And next thing we see him, he's sitting at the gate of Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, I did tell you, didn't I? That when he made that choice and he started, God said, Hey, Lord! Hey, Lord! The men of Sodom are exceedingly wicked. Lord, Lord, I want to give you that warning. They're exceedingly wicked. Yeah, Lord, but somebody needs to love them enough to tell them about Jesus. So it might as well be me. I'm going to be that witness. Chapter 19. It's one of the saddest stories you'll ever read in your life. Because when he got there, let me stop right there though. That's what some of you are doing. This walk of faith. Saw Rock Baptist Church. I'm almost even afraid to even share this. Because I'm sure we got some devil that's twisted around. Make it more than what it is. But I've tried to come this way of looking for a program and a plan to build our church. I've even put me on pause back there, brother. Sorry to wake you, amen. Huh? What? Lord?
little bit. You do know the Canaanites and the parasites are in the land. They've got the land. You do know they're there, don't you? Oh, yeah. Abram, don't worry about them. I'll take care of all that. Okay? Now, Abram, look up the stars. See all them stars? Yeah, that's how many youngins you're going to have. And family. Look at the sands of the sea. He said, that's how big your family's going to be. Time out again, God. I, I, I didn't know if you knew this. I didn't know if you knew this, God, but Sarah can't have kids. Oh, I, I, I know that. I, I'll take care of that. You are? Oh, yeah, I, I'll take care of that. I'm going to wait till she gets about 99. Huh? 99? Yeah, I'm going to wait till she's so old. And then I'm going to step in. I'm going to flex my muscles and show you how great a person I am. He said, I'm going to show you just who and what I am. I didn't know if you saw this. But he said, I've got a person and I've got a plan. You know what I'm looking for? And I, I'm just, I'm looking. And, and, and let, me, let me talk to every Sunday school teacher and those over everything we got in this church. Oh, will, will you hear me? Will you please hear me and capture my heart? We can have all the programs and all the plans. We can look to this world to protect us, but we better run over here and say, i got to have him. Because without him, there ain't nothing over there that's going to help us. Nothing. Gotta have a person. The conflict led to a choice. Led to a choice. But the choice set the course of their life. That day, as Lot made that choice and headed that away. You listen, Lot never set foot in that place that God had for him ever again. It's not saying this for everybody. The prodigal son went down here, wasted everything, slopping hogs. By the way, he stick his head in that slop bucket. The Bible says he didn't come to himself. He said, I got a father. He's hired servants. He said, I've sinned against God and I've sinned against him. And he humbled himself. He made his way back to the father's house. Lot, don't do that. Lot didn't do that. Lot set a course. 
He set the course of his life. And Abraham set the course for his life. Conflict led to a choice that led to a life's course. Something happened here, and I never saw this to just yesterday. My goodness. I about blow the gasket. I about blow the gasket. Lot is chosen, and a separation is taking place. Lot's standing here. And don't, don't get me wrong. Lot wasn't an evil man. Lot would probably made a good church member. Lot's probably like a lot of you sitting here. I believe that Abram sat here and wept as Lot made that choice, knowing he, it was his choice. But as he stood here, he heard a voice. Abram! Whoa. The last time I heard that voice was when he told me to leave my country and leave my kindred and go to a land that I'm going to show you. I wonder why God didn't speak up when I made that stupid choice to lie and put Sarah in danger and well, why, why didn't he speak when I made that choice to sell out God? Why didn't he speak up then? Why didn't he talk to me then? I wouldn't have made such a mess of things. Why God didn't you talk to me then? God said, because if you regard iniquity, permission you give yourself to sin, I won't hear you. When he started, he disobeyed. And God said, I'm not going to talk to you. So when he come to the famine, well, I tell you, we got to do this. We got to get a job and set out the Lord's day. We got to, we got to, we got to go over here and get some help. We got to do. Man, you see how bad it's getting. So we got to run over here and get something to bring back over here. You know why? Because God ain't said nothing. Solid. And you know why? Because the first time, the first test, you disobeyed and you flunked it. And so you know what he done? He took him back to test number one. He said, I told you 
to go to a country and to leave that kindred. He said, now, that Lot's separated from you. Why would God do that? God knew the heart of Lot. He knew the heart of Abram. And so God said, now, 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 Abram, I'll talk to you. I've been there. I've been there. Trying to find God. But I'm going to tell you, He ain't going to talk to you until you get back to that place. And for some of you, I don't have to tell you. I, I like this. God don't stutter. God don't stutter. And God ain't, God ain't some kind of God that you got to, well, I think maybe it's, oh, no, no, no. You know, you know this morning what God has put in your heart to do. For some of you, long time ago, God said, you just need to forgive that mess. Bless God, I ain't a forgiven. Then, God won't say anything else. That's the reason why you can sleep through service and leave totally unchanged because you didn't hear him at all. You just didn't hear him. For some of you, God said, it's time you quit being a thief. Now I want you to believe me. And you said, I, I can't afford to do that. Bless God. I just can't pay my bills. I can't do this, can't do this. And God says, oh, okay. God, so it becomes silent. It becomes silent. And so, then here's what you're left. You're like the blind man that's sitting beside the road. And you're blind. And you're begging. And where? It's a million dollar deal. Or if it's a million dollar home, or if it's a quarter, all you're doing is sitting on the side of the road of life waiting for whatever the world can put in your cup. That's it. Makes no difference if it's a million dollar deal. It's still what the world put in your cup. And you're still blind and you're still begging. But if, if, he wants something more. I heard he's passing by. I've heard he opens blind eyes. I've heard he makes the lame to walk. I've heard he can raise the dead. I've heard he can feel every need that you have. I've heard he's saved. I've heard all that. But here's the thing. If he doesn't hear me,
He's going to walk right on by. Abram, God said. Abram, boy, he sure, he sure is good to hear you one more time. I thought you had forsaken me. I thought you had left me. Oh, no, no, Abram. I'm just waiting on you to pass the test. Abram, I got it back. You made a hundred. Now, Abram, lift your head. All of this is yours. And this is what I'm going to do for you. And he set a course. And he set a course. And he said, Oh, I know. There ain't no grass and no water. But don't worry, Abram. If you need water, I'll just split a rock and a river will come out. Abram, there ain't no food. I, I know, but if you get hungry, I'll rain it down from heaven for you. And all you got to do is pick it up. Yeah. There ain't no protection. Oh, don't you worry. If I have to, I'll run an army across the mulberry bushes, a tree over the leaves, and I'll defeat the army before I even send you to it. We've got to get a hold of a person. In this test of faith, you will make a choice this morning, and you will choose. Those of you that are lost will make a choice. And don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. There is pleasure in sin for a season. There is. But the wages of sin is death, and that's an eternal death without Christ. If you die lost, you'll wind up in hell and forever and forever, 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 you'll blame no one but the choice that you made. But this morning, you can choose Jesus, and he'll save you. But I believe there's a whole church full of us here, a whole church full of us, that are looking to a place, to a plan. We're looking to this world. We're allowing the fear of this world dictate us. Instead of running back over here and saying, I think I've got to find this person because he's got me a promise. And I promise you, you can find him if you want him. So stand to your feet, every head bowed.